0: Welcome, wrestling fans from around the world, to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show, we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, we're going to be covering AEW Dynamite from 7 7 and Impact from 7 8. So let's get this show on the road. And let's get in the ring and find out about all the action. Let's start out with AEW Dynamite for 7 7. Guys, it's Road Rager. Most of you are like, ooh, mini pay per view. Yes, mini, mini pay per view. Dynamite's Road Rager opens with in Miami, Florida with a full sold out crowd. Happy to see the fans. Happy to see, you know, hear the crowd. It's good to hear them and it's good to see them back. It's kind of nice, of course. We're happy to see them. Happy to hear them. You're exi- very excited. Now, guys, keep in mind, they are in Miami, Florida. I'm going to give you a little off-brief here. They have been already talking about how they've been having technical difficulties all night because, of course, y'all know, Elsa was kind of going through Florida at the time. So, they have been having technical difficulties. So, you know, they're just letting everyone in. letting everyone know that that was an issue. We're going to move on. Southwestern Strap Match: Cody Rhodes with Art Anderson versus Q.T. Marshall with Nick Comarado, Aaron, and Aaron Solo. Cody comes out first, looking. Absolutely, positively incredible! He's dressed as the American Dream, and I love it. I love when Cody comes out. I get excited when Cody comes out. Of course, Arn comes out. He comes out in his fantastic way. He gets to see and hear the fans. It's loud. It's you know, crazy. It's incredible. He's coming down to the ring, and we kind of, sort of catch on to you know the maybe some technical issues that they might be having as Cody's coming down to the the ring, and heading for the ring, the lights blink three times, like a little brief blink on and off, blackout, on and off, very quick repetition, unless you're really paying close attention, you're not going to notice, but it is noticeable to some people, and you do see the lights kind of blink, Tony Schiavone and him kind of address it, like they said, there is a storm going over, they could be having technical difficulties, so just bear with them. But we get into the match. The match is incredible. QT Marshall really showcases what he could do. And of course Cody does incredible too. It's an incredible, you know, incredible Southwestern Strap match. It's really good. For those of you who don't understand what a Southwestern Strap match is, I'm going to give you what it is. The two opponents are attached to each other by a strap between them. Which means you can't get loose. You are attached. There is a ref in the ring with you. The goal of winning this match is you have to incapacitate your opponent enough to where you can walk over and touch all four corners of the ring. If you touch all four corners before your opponent gets back up, you win the match. Incredible match! Keep in mind, on Anderson's out there, so is Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. So, you've got a little bit of a problem. Y- we all know QT Marshall's all about, you know, that cheating factor. So, you're kind of scared. You're thinking, okay, we're going to see Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado at some point. We know we are. Of course, we're right. Aaron Solo does try to get involved in the match to make sure that QT wins. He tries to take out Cody. Well, guess what? Justin Rose ain't having it. He comes out and takes out Aaron Solo. Taking him to the back, Nick Comarado follows. We don't see Aaron Solo and Nick Comarado for the rest of the match. It is an incredible match. I mean incredible. At one point... QT's face gets busted open, but QT doesn't stop. He keeps fighting. He brings the fight to Cody, which makes it an even a better match because QT is a type of opponent who's not going to quit until he wins. It's an incredible match, back and forth, back and forth. You know, the it's it's incredible. But of course, it ends with Cody incapacitating QT, and one, two, three, four, touching all four corners winning the match but he won it with four crossroads guys he incapacitated QT Marshall and it took four crossroads to do it it was an incredible match incredible match absolutely incredible even with the little blinky technical difficulty with the lights it was still incredible absolutely incredible match Sean Spears is in the back and he's doing an interview talking about Sammy Guevara. Oh, I love this feud with Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. I absolutely love this feud. This feud is incredible. I'm looking forward to seeing where this feud is going to end. It's an amazing feud between these two. And Sammy Guevara, of course, he's talking about how you know, Sammy, you got what you deserved. It was coming for you. You knew it was coming. I got you. I got one up on you. da, 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 da. da. He isn't paying attention, and Sammy nails him in the face with a chair, knocking him to the ground. Sammy then goes over and goes, I got you, and this is far from over. I can imagine how this match between these two is going to be. I can only imagine how it's going to be. It's going to be incredible, absolutely incredible. So then we move on. Tony Schiavone is in the ring, and he introduces us, of course, to the AEW champion Kenny Omega with Don Callis. Callis steals the mic from Schiavone and tells him, "Why don't you go stand in the corner? Go do your job. You're good. You you, just shut up. Stand in the corner and look good because that's what you're good at." And of course, the Miami crowd starts chanting, "You got fired!" You got fired. Because everyone knows Don Callis got fired from impact. So to hear this crowd responding to that, it's absolutely incredible. And Callis is not liking it. You can see the anger in Don Callis' face to hear this You Got Fired chant. It's absolutely incredible to hear Miami chanting this. He goes on to talk about, you know, who, he is, who, he's, who he's defeated. He's... He claims he's better than anyone in the world. He claims that there's no one left for Kenny to beat. And he goes, basically this presents a problem. We fight for the fallen. Kenny's got no one to face. He can't face anybody. He doesn't have anyone to fight. All of a sudden, out comes Dark Order. Here we go again. Dark Order coming out to make... Uh, perfectly clear that Kenny Omega does have an opponent, and he isn't paying attention to it, and I'm talking about the number one ranked opponent right now, Hangman Adam Page. He's not thinking. He's not looking. Kenny's looking past Hangman because he doesn't think Hangman's a threat, and Dark Order's out to prove he is a threat. They come out, and of course Evil Uno tells them, why are you ignoring this? Why are you ignoring this crowd? Why are you ignoring the number one contender? You know, and you, and you know who it is—our friend Hangman. You know it, Kenny. You know it. And Kenny goes, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You, you, you want, you, 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 want to? you want to fight me? Really? Really? just Okay, let me ask you a question. What happens to be the capital of Thailand? I'm sitting there scratching my head, going, "What? What, Kenny? This has nothing to do with wrestling. What? What? what, what? He takes out." evil Udo and tells him what the capital of Thailand is while he's taking him out and literally they all started I mean literally the Good Brothers, the Bucks they all come in and start attacking Dark Order taking out Dark Order Kenny's standing in the middle of the ring watching this all happen and standing behind him is the number one contender Hangman Adam Page Kenny slowly turns around and he looks like a deer caught in headlights like a ghost from his past just stepped out and he's facing his worst nightmare and hangman is right there I told you Kenny don't ever underestimate hangman Adam Page he's gonna bring the fight to you and he's gonna bring it in the biggest way of course hangman Adam Page comes in and starts literally clearing the ring. Taking out everybody he can take. The good brothers. Everybody. He starts clearing them out. Kenny literally grabs his his, his title and rolls out because he does not want to fade. He doesn't want to cheap shot hangman. He doesn't want to do that. That's his friend. He doesn't want to do that. And I get that. I get it. I get it Kenny. You don't want to cheap shot your friend. That's cool. That's great. You don't want to cheat. You don't want to win that way. That is the real Kenny Omega, that's the Kenny Omega we know, not the Don Callis Kenny Omega we have been seeing literally after that, they're basically having a standoff a standoff from across the way, you can see it Hangman looks back at him. You can see that confrontation. It's building up. It's getting, I mean, it's getting to that point. I'm telling you guys, at Fight for the Fallen, I see it being Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW title. And I see that this is going to be a big fight. This is going to be a huge fight. I mean, one that really, in my opinion, should be kept until All Out in September. Because it would be even more incredible for Kenny and Hangman to fight each other at All Out. But Tony Khan's the manager Tony Khan's the president he decides how it's going to go it's going to be interesting to see where this Kenny Omega and this Hangman Adam Page fight goes and whether Dark Order and the Elite are going to play a part in this it's going to be interesting to see and I really guys I'm really really seeing Hangman Adam Page taking that title off Kenny I'm seeing it happen it's just just something I see it's something I see coming it's just coming it's just a matter of time and as to when this fight's actually going to take place it's going to be interesting it really is Ethan Page and Darby Allen—they're having an interview with Jr. And Ethan Page basically claims that he brought Darby into wrestling. That he, Darby's the reason that Darby is in AEW. He's the reason that Darby's in anything. And Darby goes, "Look, I know what the problem is, Ethan Page. I know what your problem is. I know why you hate me so much, because I got to AEW first before you." You didn't like that, that I got here before you and that I those dominating in AEW and you just didn't like that. Nathan Page basically acknowledges, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you got here first. I'm jealous that you, know, you're, you got all these opportunities and I'm sitting back here with no opportunity in sight. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm very mad that you got there, but I'm the reason you're here. I'm the reason you're doing this. I'm the reason that you are where you are right now. And you have to give me credit where credit's due. We know Darby ain't going to give him credit. And he doesn't look. Austin's supposed to do the coffin match. Austin's where I want to do it. We're going to have a coffin match. This coffin match, I'm telling you, is going to be an epic match between these two. Because we know how what Darby Allen um, is capable of. We've seen what Darby can do in the ring. I mean, come on, guys. He was the TNT champion. Mm-hmm. We know what he can do. And he took on some really good competitors. So we can only imagine what this match is going to be like, and what Ethan Page and Darby Allen are going to bring to this coffin match because it's going to—I mean—it's going to be incredible. It's going to be absolutely, positively incredible. Cannot wait to see this match. Cannot wait to see these two go at it head to head. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So then we get Wardlow and FTR. Of course, Tully comes out with them versus Santana and Ortiz and Jake Hager, and of course Conan comes out with them. This match, guys, I told you I was looking forward to because Santana and Ortiz, they are two of the most incredible competitors in any wrestling company you put them in. They are absolutely incredible. Jake Hager, absolutely fantastic. On the flip side, Wardlow, he's impressed me. He's absolutely impressed me. He is an excellent in ring performer, he's incredible. FTR, oh they've never stopped impressing me. They they are just absolutely on fire. So you put them in these these two two great, you know, great superstars like FTR and Santana Ortiz and then Jake Hager and Wardlow, and you've got a match. And this is the match I was looking forward to. It's an inc- it was. It was an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. These competitors brought the best out in each other in this ring, and it was incredible. I Me mean, back and forth, you you weren't sure what was going to happen. Next, you didn't know what, you know, was Tully going to get involved? Was Conan going to get involved? You weren't sure what was going to happen. It culminated into a epic ending that ended with Wardlow and FTR winning the match, but not without Tully's help. If Tully Blanchard had not been out there, FTR and Wardlow would have lost that match. Jake Hager and Santana and Ortiz brought that fight and they brought it big time and they managed to squeak by and I mean guys squeak by. It was an incredible match. I'm pretty sure this isn't over between Jake Hager and Wardlow and I know it's far from over between FTR and Santana and Ortiz. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes and what's going to happen with these teams. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Inner Circle and Pentacle because I tell you it's not over yet. We're given the announcement that the IWGP World United States Championship will be defended at Fighter Fest. John Moxley will defend his IWGP United States Championship against Carl Anderson. That has me scratching my head. How did Carl Anderson get that? How in the world did he get a fight against John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship? How did he do that? Exactly. Who who did he kiss up to get that, Don Callis? Had to him. There's no way. Moxley's a heck of a competitor, and he's held this title for a very long time. He took it off Lance Archer, and he's had it ever since. Come on, guys. I smell a rat. I'm going to call a rat where there is a rat. There is no way that this is going to be a fair fight between Moxley and Anderson. There's no way we know Doc Gallows is probably going to show up we're pretty sure Don Callis is going to show up and I'm pretty sure Kenny Omega and the Bucks are going to show up there's no way this is going to be a fair fight now granted on the other side you've got Eddie Kingston I'm pretty sure Eddie Kingston is going to show up. And I know the AEW Ninja is going to show up. If the Gallows gets involved, I promise you, Frankie Kazarian's going to be there. And it's not going to be pretty. And we're not going to be sure where, like I said, I call him the AEW Ninja. Because you never know where Frankie Kazarian is going to show up. And you don't know when. And when he does, it's a surprise. It's an absolute shocker absolute shocker so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Frankie Kazarian it really is it's going to be interesting what happens with this all but like I said I smell a rat I smell rat in the water and I'm going to call it as I see it but it's going to be interesting to see the IWGP World Heavyweight you know the World United States Championship get defended it's going to be interesting to see what Mosley can do and if he can retain it since he's retained it this long i will be interesting to see what happens Of course, MJF and Jericho are having their standoff face-to-face. Miami singing Jericho's theme song. It's so nice to hear. I mean, it is incredible to hear. If you tell me, guys, go to an AEW match. Go to an AEW show. You're going to get something, absolutely something you're never going to forget. I promise. And you're going to be so excited to be in that ring, in that arena, and hear everyone singing along with you to Jericho's theme song. It's just incredible to hear. It's a feeling you'll never forget. It's incredible, guys. I'm telling you, it's incredible to even hear it from TV standpoint, just to hear it. You feel that feeling, and you can see how it makes Jericho smile to hear it. It's incredible to, incredible to watch. Of course, MJ tries to get someone to come into the ring, and of course, someone does try. Someone does try to attack MJF. Security, luckily enough, gets to him in time and stops it. But someone does try to get him MJF. That was incredible to see, absolutely hilarious to see. But of course, he is. So come on, somebody get in here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And uh, Jr. goes, no, 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 that's not how we conduct things around here. That's not how we handle things on AEW. You know, I love Jake. I love good old Jr. I love Excalibur on commentary. I love Tony Schiavone on commentary. They are amazing on commentary, and they will call. I mean, I love Taz when he's on commentary. You know, Paul White, their their commentary group is amazing. They're absolutely incredible. You never know what you're going to hear. You never know what you're going to see. Their reactions to certain things are absolutely just like us, spontaneous. It's incredible. And JR calling it like, yeah, that's not how we do things around here in AEW. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's incredible. But uh, MJ basically says, hold on. You know, you you. I was your father. I loved you. I absolutely idolized you all this time, and blah 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 blah. MJ doing that whole kiss up thing that he tries to do with Jericho. We're not stupid. Jericho's not falling for it, and neither are we. And Jericho told them, "Hold up. Y2J died a long time ago. MJ died a long time ago." Love how he used Y2J. Love it. Absolutely love it. Another stab at WWE. I love it. I love it when they do that. He says, uh, I'll exempt, you know, you know, you doing what you do. I'll exempt for what, you know, I, I get it. You want to be like me. I absolutely, positively get it. Trust me, I get it. He says, you know, I'm telling you right now. I'll jump in front of a truck. I'll even have sex with your mother. So, you know, I'll do anything to get this match with you. Anything, that whatever strip you give me. I will take it. I'm not scared to take it. I will take it. And MJ goes on, you know, trying to you kiss up again. You know, he brings up Moxley and how him and AI, him and Jericho had that fight with Moxley. And what he do with Moxley? He reminds him of when, you know, he said you'd have to fight everyone in the inner circle to come to me, Moxley, and blah, 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 blah. And he says, okay, here's my steps. We've been waiting on the steps. We've been waiting on steps for a while. One... Opponents of my choosing and you have to win them all back to back to back to back If you win the f- if you win you finally get to face me Do you accept? Those so that step and you can't touch me can't touch me till then can't touch me at all until then Jericho goes I accept because you wonder why I'm the god of war of AEW I'm going to ruin your life the way you ruined mine he goes Okay, well, from where I come from, Jericho, your word is not your bond. My, my, where I come from, we shake on it. So, come on. He sticks his hand out and goes, Shake my hand. Come on. Shake my hand, Jericho. Don't be afraid to shake my hand. Jericho does. But he won't let go of MJ after MJ shakes his hand. MJ is trying to get loose and all of a sudden, out of the blue, Judas' effect on MJF. Who did not see that coming. Jericho and MJ is going to be an incredible match. This whole stip thing takes me back to when MJ set up a stipulation. Now we move on. Sorry guys. My kids apparently like to voice their opinions on wrestling matches. So apparently they seem to like AEW. But we're going to move on to Tony. Tony Schiavone is talking to Britt Baker. And we all know what happened last week with Britt Baker Rebel and uh. Nyla Rose and uh, Vicky Guerrero. It was an incredible match between them. Absolutely incredible. But Brent seems to not be able to let go of what happened. And I agree with Britt. What happened last week was crazy. It seems like to me that Vicky Guerrero might have been trying to ride on Nyla's coattails a little bit. And we all know Nyla Rose is good. We know how incredible she is. We know what kind of talent she is. I mean, come on, guys. She's she used to be an AEW women's champion. She's incredible. And her feud between Brett and you know, between her and Brett has been building for you know, for a while. So to see this kind, of, you know, I kinda of agree with Brett. Vicki, it seems like she is kind of riding on, you know, Nyla's coattails. And it seems to me that Vicky needs, you know, focus on one person at a time and not try to focus on multiples. We all know she's been focusing on Friday too. So yeah. I, I agree with Britt. I think that, you know, Britt Baker, you know, I think Britt Baker and Nyla Rose will be an incredible match. Let's keep that v- Vicky Guerrero out of the equation. Because really truly honestly in my opinion, Vicky Guerrero needs to be left out of the equation. But incredible match all the way around. Great, you know, I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. You know, with Vic, with Nick you know, Britt and Nyla. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Can Nyla take the, you know, a women's AEW title off of her? Or, you know, will Vicky Guerrero play a factor in it? What will happen with Rebel? It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's going to be an interesting match between Britt Baker and them just to see where what's going to happen. Now we move on to the debut of Antrote El Libro versus Matt Seidel. Guys, I told you this was going to be an interesting match I'm happy that Andrade's in AEW. I'm stoked about Andrade being in AEW. Andrade's incredible. We all seen Andrade. We know what Andrade is capable of. He's an incredible, you know, entering performer. Gonna be interesting to see. And then when you put him with a veteran like Matt Seidel... It's going to be an incredible match. Of course, Vicky Guerrero comes out. It is an ingre- incredible match between these two. Matt Seidel really showcases what he can do. And shows Andrade, you know, the ropes when it comes to AEW. He's, an, you know, and Andrade just is incredible. You put these two together and it's an incredible match. It's absolutely a fantastic match between these two. Vicky Guerrero did not get involved. It was an incredible match. You know, Andrade really showcased what he is capable of and what he can do. And we all know he can do. is incredible. Absolutely incredible match. Great match. It ends, of course, with Andrade winning. After he wins the match, he goes back in to do the same finisher that he had beat him with. And literally, guys, it looks like he almost tries to break Matt Seidel's arm. The rest have to come out to help Matt Seidel. They have to get Andrade off of him because Andrade is trying to break his arm. This is how passionate Andrade is. This is how fiery Andrade is. I mean, he literally takes a swing at a ref at an AEW ref. I'm in shock that Andrade takes a swing at a ref in his debut match. But this just shows how strong of a competitor Andrade is. It shows how valuable of a person he's going to be in AEW. It's going to be incredible to see where Andrade goes. The sky's the limit as to exactly where he can go. And I'm very excited to see Andrade in this. You know, in AEW. And I'm very excited to see if this feud between him and Matt Seidel is over. Or if we're going to see a little bit more of a feud between him and Matt Seidel. Because it would be really interesting to see where this is going to go. Really looking forward to it. Sad to see what's going to happen. Christian Cage and Matt Hardy, they've been at each other for a while. And we've been seeing this, we've been expecting this. They have really been giving it all they've got. You know, really showcasing what they can do as competitors. And we know what Matt Hardy and Christian Cage are capable of. We've seen them in the other promotion. I'm talking about WWE. They were incredible together. Fantastic apart. They've brought on some incredible matches in their entire careers, you know, together. It's been incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. And now we're being told that at Fighter Fest night one, we're going to get Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy in AEW. I'm telling you guys, this is going to be an incredible match between these two. They are going to showcase truly what AEW is all about. They are going to show everybody in the you know AEW universe what they are capable of and it's going to be amazing to see what this match is going to be. It's going to be amazing to see what's going to happen in Fighter Fest. I'm looking forward to night one and what's going to happen with Christian Cage and Matt Hardy. Now we move on. Tony Schiavone is in the ring with Arn Anderson. And, you know, they're having an interesting conversation. And, you know, they're talking about it. And Arn Anderson said he's very happy to, you know, to see, you know, the fans back in AEW. He's excited to see it. He's, you know, incredible. Guys, excuse the noise. We do have a storm going overhead right now. And I do apologize. So bear with me. You will probably hear thunder in the background. And I apologize. But there is a storm going overhead. Remnants of, uh, of Elsa. So it kind of kind of goes with the AEW theme because Elsa was going over AEW at the time that the matches these matches were going on. So it's interesting. Bye-bye Arn Anderson. He's really happy to see, you know, the fans there. He's excited to see what's gonna happen next. He you know he's looking forward to you know these matches and stuff. And then guys, something incredible happens. Something incredible absolutely incredible to the point guys that I cannot tell you what happens I'm gonna have to let you guys hear this to feel the gravity to understand what happened in AEW and I am going to let you guys see this I'm gonna let you basically I'm gonna let you guys hear this because this was incredible something we weren't expecting and this is going to take y'all back now remember Earlier in the show, I told you guys, during Cody's opening, he had the lights flicker three times. This leads up to what happened in AEW. As soon as I get done letting you guys listen to this, then I'm going to talk briefly about what happened so you guys can get the feel of what what I saw and what I witnessed firsthand. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you, this goes credit to to the AEW YouTube channel. I'm giving it credit to it because that's where it's coming from. I want you guys to hear this because I'm telling you the feeling is incredible. The emotion is incredible. And I want you guys to hear this again. Credit to the AEW TNT YouTube channel for this piece of footage. So I want you guys to take a listen because this is incredible, absolutely, positively incredible, and I don't want you guys to miss out on this. It's absolutely incredible. Give me just a second to get it booted up. One minute to get it booted up. Again, guys, like I said, this is from AEW AEW TNT YouTube channel. Take a listen to this. This is when Arn Anderson is having a conversation with Tony Schiavone in the ring. Now, like I told you guys. Earlier in the show, the lights blinked on Cody, and this is why. Here's what happened. Well, uh, the lights are out, as we can all see.
1: Of Cody, Tommy Ann, or whatever he's going to be called, that is Malachi Black. Oh my God! And he has just taken out Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. The eyes of a trained killer, if you ask me. What a shocking debut! I had no earthly idea this man was, even, he just disappeared. Clearly, clearly Arn Anderson, Cody Rhodes had no idea either. Malachi Black has arrived in AEW. And Malachi Black no doubt will have an agenda, a violent, aggressive
0: agenda. Like I told you guys, I could not actually physically tell you. I had to let you know that way. Again, guys, that came from the AEW TNT YouTube channel. You heard it first. The reason the lights blinked out three times on Cody during the opening was, guys, none other than Tommy N, now known as Malachi Black. And some of you guys are going, wait a minute, I know him as another name. Yes, I Alistair Black is in AEW. Thirty. 30 days after leaving WWE, he debuts in AEW. My mind was blown. I literally was on my feet. I was excited. I was with the crowd. He is now known as Malachi Black. And I can only imagine what this man is going to do in AEW. I can only imagine. The sky's the limit as to what this guy is going to do. We know what he can do in NXT. We've seen what he can do in WWE. Now the scope is even bigger. He's on a larger scale. We've seen what he can do in Impact. He is in a larger scale. You can only imagine what this man is going to do. And the intensity, the fire, everything, the crowd, everything you guys heard is the same feeling that I got. And I can only imagine the feeling you guys are getting goosebumps. Goosebumps, guys. I'm telling you, goosebumps. I'm excited to see him on AEW. I'm happy that he has come to AEW. This is going to be interesting what's going to happen. The cool thing about it is, guys, is earlier that morning, we got, he he has a Twitter account and an Instagram. He posted a cryptid video on his Twitter and on his Instagram indicating to this debut indicating to this indicating that he was on his way he sent it out before 8 hours before he was supposed to debut on AEW. If you want to see this, again, go to AEW's YouTube channel and look it up. Go to TNT's YouTube channel, look it up. If you want to see his cryptid video, go to his Instagram and go to his Twitter. He goes by the name, his handle now is Malachi Black. Under it, it says Tommy N. Go look at it. I promise you guys, this was an incredible debut. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Incredible. And I had to share that piece of footage with you guys. I had to let you guys feel the raw emotion and the power that came from this one debut. It's incredible. Cannot wait to see what Malachi Black is going to do in AEW. The sky's the limit as to what he's going to do. Now, before AEW started, of course, we see Ricky Starks coming out. Taz is upset that he's came out. We know this issue with Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. It's escalated so strongly and so big, you can only imagine how much bigger this thing is going to get. And of course, we know that they're going to be facing each other for the FTW title. We were announced about, talked about that. Taz doesn't know what's wrong with Ricky Starks and why Ricky Starks keeps pushing Brian Cage. He's trying desperately, and you can see Taz is trying desperately to keep his family together. He's trying very hard to keep Team Taz together, and Ricky Starks is just not wanting to cooperate with Brian Cage. Not quite sure what's happening, you know, not quite sure what's going to happen. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens, you know, between, you know. I, know, I mean, it's gonna be interesting what happens. Can to see what happens between him and Ricky Starks? It's gonna be interesting to see if Ricky Starks can beat Brian Cage for the FTW Championship. Do I see it happening? I don't think so. I mean, Brian Cage is on a tirade right now. Brian Cage is dominating right now. It would be very difficult to see Ricky Starks do this. But it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this. Bunny and the Blade versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Guys, this culminates from last week's fight between Bunny and, you know, Blade and Orange Cassidy. It was a very interesting match involving the brass knuckles being brought in and, of course, Orange Cassidy being laid out. It was an incredible match. These these guys bring it. They bring it 100%. I mean, incredible. They really put on a great show. And, they do a great job in the ring. It's incredible to watch. I'm a huge Orange Cassidy fan. And, oh, I love Chris Statlander. I do. I love Butcher. I love Blade. And, I love Bonnie. It's incredible to watch. And, you know, it's it's hard to pick a side when you love you know, all the competitors involved. This was a great match. Of course, like I said, it did end... With Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy getting the win. But not without the brass knuckles being used on Orange Cassidy yet again after the match was over. It's it's going to be interesting to see where this goes with Bunny and Statlander and Cassidy and Blade. It's going to be interesting just to see exactly how this match is going to end and what is going to happen between these four competitors. It's going to be interesting to see. Jungle Boy, of course, we all know that he was the first man in AEW to get 50, you know, 50 matches, 50 matches. He was given a trophy, guys. Congratulations to Jungle Boy on that, and I'm very happy to see him get that. Congratulations to Jungle Boy. Of course, we find out in the crowd in Miami is UFC. We all know about UFC. The fighters are very well known to us. We know them. I mean, one of the most famous fighters we know, Conor McGregor. We all know him. Famous you know famous. Another one we know, Menounas. We know her. She's incredible. She's absolutely fantastic. Well, she's there along with Jorge. And of course, one of the trainers for UFC. They're sitting in the ring and they're enjoying the match, and of course we see them. But of course, the trainer for UFC doesn't seem to think that W the AEW is doing what they should. And he comes up and he basically says, "You know, he was afraid to come and see. You know, AEW. They were invited to come and they thought, you know, it would be we we have you know, got the forbidden door, we've got all this stuff you're gonna see." Da da da. da. Well, he basically says, AEW sucks." And he's got the crowd all riled up. Great promotion for UFC. Great plug for AEW. Really good. You know, we've got, you know, great to do this right before the Conor Conor McGregor Porter match. Great, great thing to do right before this match because everybody's anticipating this match. So it's great to do. Well, Lance Archer ain't hearing no more. He's had enough of the trainer from UFC running his mouth. And he comes out to shut him up. I mean shut him up. Again, guys, I apologize. We do have a storm going over. You're gonna hear thunder. I do apologize. But he comes out and he does shut him up. He puts him in the you know his finisher and shuts him up. Loving Lance Archer. Loving to see what's gonna happen. Loving to see where Lance Archer goes next. Lance Archer's a great competitor. And when you put Jake Roberts with him, it makes it even better. So I'm excited to see what's gonna happen with Lance with Lance Archer. Interesting. in happy to see UFC there happy to see him there, glad to see those two glad to see them there, glad <sniffs> now we go to our main event guys, a street fight for the AEW World Tag Team Championships Eddie Kingston and Penta versus the Young Bucks with of course, the Stooge Don Callis, and not only does he come out, but Brandon Cutler and the Stooge Michael Nakazawa comes out with him who didn't see that happening? Of course, Tony Schiavone really you know, pretty much wants Don to stay in the ring. You don't want him on commentary. Don't want to deal with him. I don't blame Tony Schiavone one bit. I don't want Don Callis there either. He runs his mouth way too much. Don't want to listen to Don Callis. Let's just you, cut to the chase move on. But, of course, Don Callis does come to commentary. And the Bucks come, look like, come walking out like they come out of... No, pardon the pun but a Bon Jovi video. These guys look absolutely ridiculous. Every time they come out, you don't know what to expect, and you're literally scratching your head going, what? Is this the Bucks? I mean, what, what, what am I looking at? What did I step into? But they come out looking like this. And it's absolutely hilarious. It, it's absolutely, absolutely hilarious. You you can't help but laugh at the Bucks for the way they come out looking. And you know it's on Callis' influence, but it's still funny to watch. You know, and it, it's a great match. I mean, it's really, really, really a great match. I mean, back and forth, really good match, of course. Who else comes out but the Good Brothers some point in the match. Who did not see the Good Brothers coming out to help Young Bucks? Anybody knows the Good Brothers going to come out to help the Bucks. Duh, you know, duh. Who didn't see that coming? Of course, Doc Gallows gets up there and distracts the ref. Eddie Kingston's got him in and got Matt Jackson in the pen and he's literally tapping out. The ref doesn't see it. You're literally screaming at the ref, turn around, turn around. He's tapping. We got new tag team champions. Come on. And, of course, you know, they use, you know, their stuff to cheat, and they try to cheat. Of course, like I told you guys, the AEW Ninja Frankie Kazarian comes out. It gets interesting, Kazarian's involved, trying to keep him from cheating. It's an amazing match. Fantastic, you know. Eddie Kingston brings out thumbtacks and drops it on the ground. And we all know what happens with thumbtacks. It can get ugly. Pinto falls on the thumbtacks. It gets nasty. It's a really good street fight. It's a really, really good street fight. Culminating with, of course, the Bucks retaining. Okay, I was very disappointed because I really wanted to see Eddie Kingston and Pinto win these titles. Very disappointed in the way they lost. Very, I mean, not to say that it wasn't a good match. It was a really, really, really good match. I recommend you guys go on your social media and watch it because it was incredible. Very upset that they didn't win. Very disappointed. But, you know. There's going to be somebody out there that's going to take those titles off the books. It's just a matter of time as to who it is. It could be you know, somebody from NXT, you know, from AEW, it could be somebody from Impact, it could be somebody from Ring of Honor, heck it could be somebody from New Japan Pro Wrestling. We don't know. The sky's the limit as to what's going to happen, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this, you know, with the books and these titles. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now guys, before I get into Impact, for those of you who are huge Ring of Honor fans, huge Ring of Honor fans, don't forget, on July 11th, that is today, for four hours, first hour is free, on the Honor Club and on Fight TV, is the best in the world pay-per-view. Go check it out. I promise you guys, Ring of Honor has some of the best wrestlers in in their division, and I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed, you will be completely and absolutely impressed, there's a lot of good titles on the line, there's, you know, really, uh, it's going to be a really good pay-per-view, guys, and I highly recommend, again, it's on Honor Club, and it's on Fight TV, go check it out, and the first hour is free, guys, so go check it out, don't miss Ring of Honor's Best in the World pay-per-view, go check it out. Now, we're going to move on to Impact for 7-8. Now, before Impact, there was a match. They always do before Impact. It kind of runs, you know, like 30 minutes to an hour before Impact comes on. There was a match between Steve McLean and Suicide. It was a great match, incredible match. It's You can go watch it on Impact's YouTube channel if you missed it. Go check it out. It's an incredible match. Of course, Steve McLean did win that. This man is on a roll. This man is on a high. It's an incredible high. And I can only imagine where he's going to go next in Impact. It's incredible. I'm telling you guys, you don't want to miss it. Go check it out. It's on Impact's YouTube channel. I promise you, you you won't be disappointed. Backstage, Gia Miller welcomes the Impact champion, Kenny Omega and Don Callis. She wants to know what Kenny thinks about his contract signing with Sammy Callahan. Callis literally interrupts uh, Kenny and says, look, we're prepared for whatever might happen tonight. We're not worried about Sammy Callahan. We ain't sweating Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan ain't nothing. We've got this. He's the Impact champion. Sammy Callahan ain't got nothing on us. We ain't worried about him. D'Lo Brown and Josh Matthews, of course, is welcoming the fans back to Impact. At Slammiversary, the fans will be returning to Impact for the first time. And Impact Wrestling stars cannot wait to get the fans back in the building. Now, granted, guys, it is a limited fan experience. There won't be a full sold-out crowd. It will be limited space. But it will be an incredible Slammiversary with the fans back in the arena. Going to be credible. And, of course, guys... Slammiversary is next Saturday, the 17th. It's on Fight TV, and it's on uh, your pay-per-view channel. So don't miss it, guys. It's going to be incredible. I promise, don't miss it. Now we move on to Brian Myers with Sam Beagle versus Jake Something. Guys, this match was an incredible match. Brian Myers is literally on fire. Jake Something, absolutely incredible. This was a great matchup. Great, you know, great match, incredible match. I mean, one of the best matches I've seen in a long time in Impact, and they really brought it. I mean, if there had been a crowd, they would have brought the crowd down, the house down. It was incredible, absolutely incredible match. Of course, Jake something did win that match. After the match, Brian kind of jokingly, jokingly acknowledges Jake, you know, Jake's professional, you know, wrestling career and blah 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 blah. And he starts attacking him with Sam Beagle. They're literally taking taking, taking something out. He's got nobody to help him out. Two on one. He's getting literally the heck beat out of him. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Matt Cardona's music hits. And Matt Cardona makes his impact return from injury and attacks Brian Myers and Sam Beagle, clearing the ring guys, it was an incredible return. Happy to see Matt Cardona back. Happy to see what's going to happen with him and Brian Myers. They still have the score to settle. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with these two. And if Jake something and Sam Beagle are going to play a part in, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Backstage, of course, we've got Deanna Parazzi, and she's proud of herself for letting Kimberly and Susan go, and she's praising herself about it. She's so happy, and she goes, well, later on tonight, Parazzi's going to lay out the virtuosas, going to lay out an open challenge for my knockout championship. Ooh, Ooh, juice is flowing. Who could possibly be coming for Deanna Parazzi's title? Ooh, I'm interested to see who's going to take on the virtuosa in an open challenge. Going to be interested to see what happens. Backstage, of course, Gia Miller finds Sammy Callahan. He's sitting on this little cart, and he's playing on his phone, you know, doing things Sammy Callahan does. And she basically asks Sammy, you know, yeah you ready for the contract signing tonight? Sammy looks at her and goes, have a seat. Sit beside me. Let's let chat for a bit. Sit beside me for a second. She sits down and he goes, I want to let everyone know in nine days you'll be seeing Kenny Omega step into the ring with the death machine. and I'm going to take his title. Whether he likes it or not, the impact title is coming home with me. I'm the savior of impact. This is what's going to happen. All of a sudden, a security guard comes up to Callahan. And says, excuse me, Sammy Callahan, I want to inform you that you're being arrested for assaulting Don Callis. Sammy Callahan's scratching his head. He said, I didn't assault Don Callis. I wasn't even around Don Callis. What do you mean I'm being arrested for assaulting Don Callis? I didn't touch him. Security, he's fighting with security. Security finally gets him handcuffed and takes Sammy Callahan out of the arena. What does this mean for the contract signing tonight? What does this mean for Slammiversary next Saturday? Are we even going to have a title match with him and Sammy Callahan? What does this mean? Did he attack Don Callis? What's going on? Scratching your head, I'm pretty sure, and so was I. I'm like, what? What, Where did I miss this? But apparently, we don't know what's going to happen. Open challenge for the the knockout championship, Diana Perazzi versus Lady Frost. Guys, this is an incredible match. Lady Frost, if you've not seen this competitor, go look her up. She is amazing in the ring. If you've not seen Diana Perazzi, the virtuosa, She's been knockout champion since last year. She has been dominating in the women's division. She is incredible. Go check them out. Go check this match out. It is an incredible match between two great competitors for one title. Of course, Deanna Perazzi does win that match. After the match, she sarcastically thanks Lady Frost for accepting her challenge. All of a sudden, Gail Kim, Kim comes out. Her music kits. Gail Kim, for those of you who don't know, is a veteran. She is a serious, I mean, well-known veteran. Incredible in-ring competitor. Incredible in-ring performer. I was excited to see her come. I really was. I was excited to see her come to Impact. I really was. And, you know, Deanna Parazzi thanks Gail Kim for being such a huge icon in wrestling. Shout out to Deanna Parazzi for giving credit where credit's due. Good job, Dana love that you did that she then well Kim says well she always gives Parazzi the respect because Parazzi's earned her respect Parazzi has showcased what she can do in impact and she's shown what she can do in the women's division and she's highly impressed with Deanna Parazzi but with that being said she's not here to face Deanna Parazzi for her title she doesn't want Deanna Parazzi she, and Deanna Parazzi's like well, what are you doing here why are you standing in my ring if you you know, you're not here to challenge me she goes, I'm here to announce that at Slammiversary, the Virtuosa will put her knockout championship on the line at an op- with a mystery opponent at Slammiversary. And she says, and I'm warning you. As she's getting ready to walk out of the ring. She turns around and looks at Deanna Parodson and goes, I'm warning you. That's not only Will impacts world be changed by this mystery opponent but so will yours what does this mean who is coming? Who are we getting at impact? It's got your head scratching. You think of all the releases in WWE, and you're thinking, who is it? Could it be somebody from the Forbidden Door? Could somebody from Ring of Honor come? Could we get somebody from you know Japan? Could we, you know, we get somebody from you know AEW? Who is it? You're scratching your head. The sky's the limit as to who is coming to impact, and who is going to challenge Deanna Parazzi for her knockout title at Slammiversary, and what does Kim mean by this? What does she mean that it's going to change even Diana Parazzi's world? Interested to find out who her opponent's going to be. Boggles the mind. Got you thinking, doesn't it? Got your, juice, your creative juices flowing as to who could be facing Deanna Parazzi. Well, we're at the Swingers Palace, and Alicia Edwards comes walking in and asks the Swingerettes, who work there, Guys, for those of you who are stretching here, what's the Swingers Palace? It is a place where they play poker, you know, they play card games. It kind of reminds me of a mini casino. It's somewhere where all the you know impact stars get together and they kind of, you know, make bets and play poker and you know, you play blackjack and they play all the stuff that you would do in a casino. It's like a gambling. You they're gambling. They're not only just playing cards, but they're gambling on matches too. It's just what they do. And of course, Swingerette. She asks them, "How how long? How many hours a week do you work for Johnny Swinger?" Johnny Swinger is the owner of the Swinger's Palace. We all know Johnny Swinger. If you don't, go look him up. He's an incredible Impact in ring competitor. He's a veteran in Impact, so he's I mean, he's great. One of the girls basically says, "I think it's 180 hours a week. I think I could be completely off by a mile, but yeah, that that, that, that that's it." Well, Chris Sabian comes walking. He while this conversation's going on and he sits down and is getting ready to play a couple hands with some of the other impact superstars that are in there and he puts his money down and he gets his cards and he's getting ready to play all of a sudden out of the blue Chris Sabian gets attacked by Moose who comes in and literally lays him out in front of uh, Alicia and everybody in the swingers palace lays him out setting up the feud be just initiating this feud between Sabian and Moose at Slammiversary. I can only imagine what's going to happen next Thursday the final you know impact before Slammiversary what's going to happen when Chris Sabian, if he retaliates I can only imagine what's going to happen between these two it's going to be incredible to see what's going to happen between these two backstage again, Gail Miller catches Chris Bay And asks him the burning question why did you choose the side you chose he starts explaining why he chose to align himself with the X division champ Josh Alexander Trey Miguel and Petey Williams he said after Madman Fulton ruined his and everyone else's shot at becoming the next number one contender for the X division title and against all odds he realized it dawned on him he would rather work with the good guys in this match than work with the bad guys plus two he says hey that way i'll get an advantage on the other team i may get a shot to face josh by myself i'm interested to see what's going to happen in this in this match This match has got a lot of people involved for the X Division title. Will Josh Alexander retain? Will Trey Miguel get it? Can Madman Fulton take it? Could Raju take it? The sky's the limit as to what is going to happen here. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this match. And if Chris Bay actually gets the advantage and gets his one-on-one shot with Josh Alexander, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this X Division title match at Slammiversary. going to be interesting. Of course, we get M. W. Moore or W. Morrissey versus Josh Page versus Manny Smith versus Dante Evans. We've been seeing what's been going on with W. Morrissey. He's been at Eddie, been after Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan for so long. We've finally gotten tired of this feud, and apparently, he's fighting these three to basically. Make a point, make a statement to Eddie Edwards that he is a tough guy, that he can beat Eddie Edwards at any match Eddie Edwards throws at him. Now we all know him and Eddie Edwards are gonna face each other at Slamiversary. So it's only, you know, this is only something just a show-off match to prove to Eddie Edwards that he can beat him at any match he put any matches put in front of him. Morrissey, of course, does win this match. It was a squash match from the beginning, guys. I'm calling it as I see it. It was a squash match. These three gentlemen stood no chance against Morrissey. No chance whatsoever. This is going to be interesting. You know, next Thursday. What's gonna happen with Morrissey and Edwards? What how Edwards is gonna to respond to this kind of match that he that he watched, that he witnessed, how he's gonna to respond to what Morrissey has been doing, the mind games Morsey's been playing, whether or not Eddie Edwards is gonna come back with something even better ahead of his fight at Slammiversary. Backstage, GM, uh, GM Miller's talking to Don Callis about what happened with Sally and Sammy Callahan getting arrested. Callis says, "Look. Callahan did some damage to me, and he believes the draw is a ha- is a hazard to the company and to himself. He basically tells the pro- t- production crew in the back, "Hey, hey, hey, you guys need to put up that footage. Pull up that footage. I want people to see what happened." Of course, we see the footage. On the footage, Callus is trying to you know get control of Callahan he's trying to talk Callahan down tell him look we can work this out we can heal you know, we can do this you you can get you what you want and I can get what we want if we work together come on you know and of course whatever he says to, to Callahan and we all know Callahan's an unhinged sticking time bomb so you can only imagine what he said to Callahan literally sets Callahan off. He loses his temper. He takes a swing at Callas and connects. Callas goes down. You know, it, it, it's a mess. Well, the executive vice president, Scott Demore has seen enough. He doesn't want to see any more. He's seen enough. He steps into the frame with Gia and Callus and goes, Hey, Callus, there's still going to be a contract signing tonight for Kenny Omega, regardless of of whether Sammy Callahan's here or not. There's still going to be a match between Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega for the world title, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you've shown. I'm not going to change my mind. You're still going to sign that contract tonight. Callus literally looks like a deer caught in headlights because he realizes that what he did didn't work. It backfired. He couldn't get Kenny out of the match. There was nothing he could have done and he knows he's still got to bring Kenny out there to sign the contract. And he's not happy about that decision. Number one contenders match for the knockout tag team championships. Susan and Kimberly versus Rosemary and Havoc. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't even know why Kimberly and Susan even thought that they could take on Rosemary and Havoc. If you guys have not seen Rosemary and Havoc, you need to go look them up. These two girls are Lethal. They are deadly in a ring. And they will take out any opponent they face. And I do not know why Kimber and Susan even put themselves into this position. Because they put themselves into a bad position. A very uneasy position. And it was, I mean, this match was this match was brutal. This match was literally, I'm gonna not sugarcoat it. I'm gonna tell you, it was brutal. And it ended up with Rosemary and Havoc winning the match. Which means, and it makes me happy to say this, Rosemary and Havoc are now the new number one contenders and at Slammiversary, they will face fire and flare for their knockout tag team championships. I'm excited to see Rosemary and Havoc get this opportunity. I'm stoked. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen with these guys. I cannot wait. You guys may disagree. You guys might think Fire and Flair have it. And if you do, you give me a shout out. You tell me your opinion as to who you think's going to win Slammiversary in this match. I really believe Fire and Flair are going to say bye-bye to their titles. Because I think Rosemary and Havoc have got it. It's over. It's a done deal. They can say bye-bye. Teneal Dashwood is hosting It's All About Me. And Tanil and Caleb, with a K. Remember, guys, with a K welcomes Jazz as their guests. Tanil lays it on thick with Jazz about how she ruined her chance to work with Rachel Erling. She thinks that her chance of working, you know, she thinks that Erling and Grace resolving their differences is just plain stupid. She thinks it's dumb. She thinks they shouldn't have even resolved their differences. They should have stayed separate. She then goes to say, it's your fault, Jazz, that that this happened. It's your fault. Jazz doesn't want to hear anymore. She's done. She goes, gets up, and tries to walk away. And what happens? Dashwood and Caleb, Caleb with a K, attack Jazz, sending her into a camera. It's a brutal fight. Jazz is seriously outnumbered. What happens? Erling and Grace come running out to help her and literally clear the ring. They clear it. Tanil and Caleb with a K get the heck out of there. Out of there. They just literally back up. They both basically then look at the camera and say, hey, we want a match against Caleb and Tanil next week. We want it and we want it now. Scott, we want it now. Rich Swan and Willie Mack are calling out Violent by Design. For those of you who are trying to figure out why are they calling out Violent by Design, last week Rich Swan and and Willie Mack were supposed to have a tag team match against TJP and Faha Baha. It was going to be a friendly competition between four best friends, and it was going to be a great match. Well, Violent by Design made sure that match didn't happen. Donner and Diener attacked TJP and Faha Baha, while Rhino and Eric Young took out Swan and Mac. So, of course, they're angry that this match never happened. They are mad that they never got the opportunity to have a little friendly competition between each other. They basically tell Violet by Design, we want you to come out right now because we want to settle this in the ring now. Get it over with. Move on. We're not happy. We want it. But instead of Violet by Design, TJP and Faha Baha come out. Swan and Mike are kind of confused. TJ tells Swan, look guys. I understand that you guys want Violent by Design. I get it. I understand it completely. But you guys should go to the back and wait your turn to face Violent by Design because we guys should be the next contenders in line for the titles. Violent by Design get tired of hearing this, so they come out basically going to sell the score. TJP and Ba Baha jump into the ring and kind of get with Swan and Mac because they know they're they together, safety in numbers. They're evenly matched. They're okay. Everything's good. Well, the Good Brothers come out. Eric Young and Violent by Design immediately get in the ring and literally they are with Faha Baha and Swan and Mack. Swan and Eric Young basically bygones be bygones get together because they don't want to deal with the Good Brothers. None of them want to deal with the Good Brothers and they think, hey, we've got a larger number so we can take out two boys and we know too that the possibility of the Bucks and Kenny coming out is a strong chance so we kind of want to, you know, safety in numbers here, make it even. Well, the Good Brothers start spreading the gospel about how as former champs they should have the first shot. That they got cheated out of their match, you know, that that their match between them and fin Juice was a cheat. That they, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they lost unfairly. But people, come on, we all watched the match between Fin Juice and the Good Brothers. Finn Juice literally were outnumbered by the Bucks and Omega and they still won. Give David Finley and Juice Robinson the credit where the credit is due because these boys didn't beat them once but they beat them twice even with it being outnumbered they beat them. They beat them a third time and then Violent by Design comes in and totally destroys it. Come on, guys! Give credit where credit is due. Finn Juice had their number. David Finley, Juice Robinson, they had their number. You didn't lose cheatingly. You tried to cheat to win, and you failed. Not once, not twice, but three times. Don't even, don't even give us that. Don't even give us that. But of course, that you know, they think they deserve the shot. Well, Tommy Dreamer comes out, and he's like, "Okay, guys." Okay, all all of y'all seem to think that you deserve a shot at the title. I'm going to settle this right now because I don't want a feud going on between all of y'all. I don't want a fight breaking out and impact. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to settle this the easy way. The best way I know how. Here's how I'm going to do it. All four of you teams are going to be at Slammiversary. All four of you teams are going to settle it in a match. It will be Faha Baha and TJP. Versus Rich Swann and Willie Mack. Versus the Good Brothers. Versus Violent by Design. For the tag team titles. But here's the catch. Here's the catch. And he looks directly at the Good Brothers when he says this. If anybody interferes in this match. Interferes. I mean they can come out. But that don't mean that they get involved. Anybody interferes in this match. Violent by Design wins by default. Ooh, now the stakes are raised. They're raised high, guys. I mean up here high. That kind of puts Kenny and the Bucks at a disadvantage. If they want to get involved, they gotta get involved and not get caught. If you know anybody else wants to get involved, they gotta get involved and not get caught. And that's gonna be very hard to do because you I mean come on, you could lose your shot at the title and by, by design could retain by default. Come on, guys. Keep everybody in the back. Have a good match. Have a really good match. I mean, come on. Just keep everybody in the back. But, of course, Tommy goes, I'm going to settle this right now. I'm going to let Carl Anderson and Rich Swann and TJP and Cody Dinner face each other in a match tonight. So, we have Carl Anderson versus Rich Swann versus TJP versus Cody Dinner. This is an incredible match, guys. You've got four of the best competitors from these teams in a match together, and they give it all they got. I mean, they give it all they got. I mean, everything they can bring to the table, they bring to the table, but it comes out in the end with Carl Anderson winning that match. Going to be interesting to see what happens at Slammiversary for those titles. Going to be interesting to see if Violent by Design can retain dealing with these guys be interesting to see. Backstage, Kimberly and Susan are disappointed about their loss. So Lee says, "I have a backup plan on how to get us back on track." All of a sudden, out of the blue, James Mitchell shows up, Father James Mitchell. and he asks Susan to come to his office. He informs Lee he'll do the best he can to bring back Su Ying, but he can't make any promises. Guys, it's going to be interesting to see Ying come back. I can only imagine what Ying could do in impact. Only imagine. Sky's the limit as to what her and Kimberly could actually do and what kind of dangerous threat they could be toward anybody in the women's division. Going to be interesting. And what's going to happen with Susan, that's going to be another interesting equation that's going to have to be answered. Now we move on to the main event. The contract signing for Slammiversary for Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Heavyweight title. Okay. So, earlier we saw of course Callahan get arrested because apparently he put his hands on Don Callis. We saw the video footage. Callis showed it to us. Blah, blah, blah. So, we know he won't be there for the signing. It's got to more guarantees. Guarantees! Guarantees! Guarantees Kenny Omega and them he will be there at the anniversary to fight for the title. He promises them he'll be here. So then he, you know, puts, you know, the contract on the table and lets Kenny look it over. Tells Kenny, look, everything you guys asked for is in there. Y'all can look it over, take a look at it, see what you think, you know, and sign the contract. Kenny looks it over, likes what he sees, you know, and he signs his half. Well, they're starting to make their way out of the ring. You know, pretty much, you know, we signed it, we're done. Scott, nice to see you, blah, 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 blah. Well, all of a sudden, the lights flicker. Up on the Titantron, we see footage, the same footage, of Callus getting attacked by Callahan. But guess what? It ain't Callahan. He's getting attacked by Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo dressed as Sammy Callahan and Callis is like, Oh, thank you. I'm so happy you helped me out. No, 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 no. Scott Demore is not happy. You can see it in his eyes, he is not happy. The lights then completely go out. And we see the symbol on the tron for Callahan. When the lights come back on, there stands Sammy Callahan in the middle of the ring. With a baseball bat and hand swinging the bat round and round. Callus quickly gets out. Quick as he can get quicker than a hiccup. He's out. So is Scott Damore. They both get out quick. Kenny Omega can't get out fast enough. And he takes a swing at him and Kenny fights back. Literally fighting back. He picks up Callahan and starts mimicking his thumbs up, thumbs down move. When he's getting ready to do his finisher. And all of a sudden, Callahan reverses it and sends Kenny crashing to the mat. He turns around to Callus and points at Omega. And Callus literally is going, no, 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 no. Callahan, no, 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 you don't have to do this. Callahan, no, 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 no. He turns around, picks up Kenny and puts him through the table in front of Callus, in front of Damore, drops Kenny Omega through the table. Walks over, picks up the impact title, and starts walking around back and forth through the ring with it. Stands up on the ring ropes with the impact title over his head. Whole time, you can see the look of horror and fear in Kalos' face. You can see it. You can see that look of fear. Pure fear. Behind him, Scott Damore is grinning like a Cheshire cat. I mean, grinning like the cat that caught the canary. He is so, he's just grinning from ear to ear. And Callus has that fear in his eyes. You can see it. He knows what's coming. He is terrified of the outcome of Slammiversary. He sees it. And after that, he walks off the ring ropes, walks over, and places the impact title. Over a knocked out, through the table, Kenny Omega. Turns around, walks up the ramp, points at Callus, smiles, and impact ends. Guys, you can only imagine what this is. Is leading up to. This match between Kenny Omega and Sammy Callahan is going to be one for the history books. It is going to be similar if not better than the match between Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage. If you guys have not seen that match, go look it up. It's an incredible match. Sammy Callahan and Cage give it all they got. So you can only imagine what Kenny Omega and Callahan are going to bring to the table. You Gonna imagine what's gonna happen in impact. And I'm already gonna make a prediction. I'm already gonna make a prediction on what's gonna happen at Slamiversary involving the Impact World Heavyweight title. I believe Sammy Callahan is going to bring the impact world heavyweight title home to impact. I think he has this, I think it's in the cards. I think this is Sammy Callahan's year. I think he's got Don Callis and Kenny Omega I think he's got their number and I think Callus knows it that's why there's fear in his eyes he knows it he sees it's coming there's nothing he can do to avoid it and he knows what's going to happen now again guys Slammiversary is on July 17th it will be on all pay-per-view channels and it will also be overseas on Fight TV go check this out guys Another cool thing, honey, and I want to let you guys know this. I was gonna let you guys know this last week on podcast, but I missed it, guys. New Japan Pro Wrestling is bringing their pay-per-view resurgence to the United States on August twenty-first in Los Angeles, California. We are gonna see New Japan Pro Wrestling's pay-per-view resurgence, guys. Go check this one out too. If you've not seen New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know I support it on here. You know I talk about it. Go check this out. It's going to be an incredible pay per view. Cannot wait to see it in the United States. Can't wait to see, you know, some of the best stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Brain right, giving it all they've got. Cannot, one of the biggest matches that has been talked about for Resurgence, of course, is Jay White, Switchblade, versus David Finley. For the never open, Ch- open championship. Guys, this is going to be an incredible match. Waiting to see what Jay White's going to do to David Finley because we all know they have a feud going on, so it's going to be incredible. Don't miss it. And again, Money in the Bank next Sunday, Slammiversary next Saturday. Tonight at 7, 8 o'clock. Four hours, guys. Remember, it's four hours. Ring of honors, best in the world, pay-per-view. We got a lot of pay-per-views coming up. We got a lot of things going on, guys. Do not miss out. I promise you guys, a lot of great wrestling events happening, and I don't want you guys to miss out on any of it. And trust me, I will do my best to cover as many of them as I can as soon as I can, guys. I promise you, I will do my best guys again i want to thank you guys so much for listening and i want to thank you guys so much for bearing with me during the storm i know it's pretty loud so i apologize for the background thunder that might have been in there but i'm glad you guys stuck with me on this and i hope y'all enjoyed the show i want to thank y'all so much for coming y'all for listening without you guys there wouldn't be a show again guys anything you guys want to talk about anything in pro wrestling whether it be aew New you know, New Japan anything. If you want to talk about Malachi Black's debut in AEW and what he's gonna do, ooh, I would love to hear from you guys. I really would. Also, you like I said, you can you know follow me and let me know on my Facebook Give me a shout out on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, and on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening because like I said, without you guys there would be no me. I want to thank y'all so much and we'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Have a great night, guys, and enjoy the pay-per-views.